All right, good morning. Everybody good? Well, Happy New Year to you, in case I haven't said it already. Today we're going to talk about wisdom. I want you to think right now of the wisest person you know, the wisest person you've met, and I want you to amplify it by a thousand. Because we're going to talk about Solomon today. Solomon in the Old Testament was said to be given wisdom by God, and it exceeded all the wisdom of all the kings and all the people on earth. And because he asked for wisdom and not for himself or for riches, God made him the richest man on earth. In fact, so rich was Solomon and Israel at the time that it exceeded the wealth of Egypt. The queen of Sheba came, who probably ruled over Ethiopia and Egypt, came, and when she saw the wealth of Israel, the Hebrew word literally says her breath was taken away. She said, I've never seen anything like this. And she brought hundreds of talents of gold, and Solomon sent her home with even more because so rich and so great was the wealth of Israel. And the wealth that came to the nation of Israel did not come because of political maneuvering. The wealth that comes to a nation does not come because of politics. It comes because of Almighty God. Now, politics are a necessary part of society. We all understand that. And we want the best people in office we possibly can. But I never want that to be our default mode. Our default mode is that God is God and no one else even compares. Amen? So we're going to talk about wisdom, and I hope to give you some practical things. Wisdom is a very practical dimension, and a lot of you say, well, I'd like to have some wisdom. Well, the Bible says in James, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives freely and without reproach, but let them ask in faith. Not like the waves of the sea tossing and turning. A double-minded person can expect nothing from God. So how about if we get just single-minded on God today, at least for the next 30 minutes? Can we do that? All right. All right, what is wisdom? Well, wisdom is said to be the art of being successful, forming the correct plan to gain the desired result. It's also the ability to judge correctly and apply the best course of action. It also means the ability to make right choices at the opportune time. It is insight into the true nature of things. God is a giver of wisdom. What we want to do today is unlock wisdom in our life so that when you go through your life, you're not acting arbitrarily or maybe based on simply past experiences, but you're actually drawing from Almighty God and saying, God, I need you to direct my path. So we're going to go to the life of Solomon for a moment. Let's go to 2 Chronicles chapter 1. The Bible says that God appeared to Solomon and said to him, ask, what shall I give you? Now, he's just coming into this place of being king over Israel. And God says, what shall I give you? If God asked you that question and you knew it was legitimately God, what would you say? What goes through your mind? After this sermon, you're probably going to say wisdom. Before this sermon, you might have sent wealth or at least pay off your credit card, amen? Something. But God wants us to understand something about the nature of God. 
You see, when you, when you begin to just step into the presence of God, an awareness of God, your whole perspective should change. You should begin to see things from the mind of Christ and not your own mind simply. What should I give you? Give me wisdom and knowledge, said Solomon, that I may go out and come in before this people, for who can judge the great people of yours? Now, going in and coming out meant when he took his place on the throne and he had to make decisions, he said, I want to do that with wisdom. 2 Chronicles chapter 1, verse 11. God said to Solomon, because this was in your heart and you have not asked for riches or wealth or honor or the life of your enemies, nor have you asked for long life, but you have asked for wisdom and knowledge for yourself that you may judge my people over whom I have made you king. Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you. Now, that would have been great if it stopped there, but look what he said. And I will give you riches and wealth and honor, such as none of the kings who have ever were before you, nor shall ever come after you, have the like. So God said, I, hear, I see your heart. If God were to pull open your heart, not the physical one, the spiritual one, if he were to open up your heart, and he would say, let me just find out what's in your heart, what would he find? Would he find humility? Would he find honor? Would he find wisdom? You know, the great thing about walking with God is that God doesn't hold your past over your head. Now, everybody else will, but God doesn't. So you realize that every day of your life is a new day with God. He starts all things new. The Bible says of our sins that he puts us, our sins as far as the east is from the west. That means they never come together. That he puts his sins behind our backs saying he never sees them. He puts them at the bottom of the ocean. You see, God wants us to understand that every day is a new day with God. So if you're coming in here today and you go like, well, that's great, but I've really blown it. Well, join the human race. We got about 8 billion people who can give that testimony today, right? That, yeah, I've done some things and I've slipped and I've fallen and I've done this and done that. But you see, God is a restorer of people. And if you say today, you know, God, I know that I don't have a track record of wisdom or not as much wisdom as I need to have, God, would you give me wisdom today? You know what the Bible says? God will give it freely without reproach to all who ask. Pretty good news, amen? All right, so let's dig a little bit deeper into this. 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 29. God gave Solomon wisdom and exceedingly great understanding and largeness of heart like the sand of the seashore. Thus Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the men of the east and all the wisdom of Egypt. Now, one occasion, one of the early things that tested the wisdom of Solomon was two women came to Solomon with one baby. And both women were claiming the baby was theirs. Apparently, there were two babies, and one of the babies died. And so now both women are claiming the baby. So Solomon is asked, who's the mother? Now, I don't know about you, but babies look, when they're really young, they look pretty much all the same to me. They all look like Winston Churchill, amen? They're just kind of chubby and round and cute, you know, and, and you just go, yeah, that's a baby. Not my baby, they're saying, not my baby. But who's the, who's the mother? Solomon doesn't know, but here's the wisdom God gives him. He said, bring me a sword. Now, this, this could go wrong. Are you with me? This is not the people we're recruiting in the, in, the, in the nursery preschool area. Don't worry about it. 
All right, bring me a sword. And here's what he said. Cut the baby in half and give each mom a half. Not a very good solution. The true mother said, give her the baby. I can't lose my baby. The other one said, cut the baby in half. She'd already lost her baby. So Solomon's wisdom found out who the real mother was. But it also revealed a principle in Scripture, and that is this. Truth is revealed under the edge of the sword. Let me show you what happens. You remember back in the Garden of Eden, and if you've read the book of Genesis, there was Adam and Eve, remember that? And Adam and Eve had sinned, and God kicked them out of the garden. And what did God do? He stationed an angel at the entrance of the Garden of Eden with a flaming sword to keep them from entering back in. You see, truth is revealed under the edge of the sword. In the book of Hebrews, the Bible says the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. Truth is revealed, discerning the true intentions of the heart. When Jesus Christ comes back, Revelation chapter 19, verse 11, he will come with a sharp two-edged sword, and he will judge the nations. Truth is revealed under the edge of the sword. So when you study Scripture, what you do is you're, you're not only going to be seeing the stories, you're going to ask, are there some enduring principles and truths in, those, in that Scripture that I can take with me? So what happens when you read the Bible? When you actually take the time and say, let me read the Bible, well, truth is revealed under the edge of the sword. In other words, the truth about you, the truth about God comes to the forefront. That's why it's so critical to be in your, in your word every single day, even if it's just for five minutes. Just spend some time in the word of God, let God speak to you, and let the wisdom of God come out of you. James chapter one, here's a verse I've been quoting. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Simple, right? He doesn't say go study, go meditate, go find another smart person, tell them to tell you everything that they know. It says, ask God. Ask God. You say, will God really do that? That's where your faith comes in. You see, without faith, it's impossible to please God. It's impossible to please God. You say, you know, I can't please God just by going to church? Well, I'm sure he likes to see you in church. Well, can I please God by taking, yes, he'd like to see take communion. Well, can I please God by doing good? Yes, I'd like you to like to do it. But you know what really pleases God is your faith, your trust in him. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the what? By the word of God. How do I get more faith? I read the word of God. This is not complicated. Say, I need more faith than read the word. I have people all the time tell me, well, I, I just don't have much faith. And I said, how much are you reading the word? Well, I'm really not. Well, you're not going to have any faith. You're going to be frustrated because you don't get in the word. When I get in the word, I'm going like, wow, that's amazing. And then my heart opens up and God speaks to me and he expands my faith. And I look and I see what God has done in other people's life and I know, well, God can do that in my life too. Let me let God work in my life. So who gives to all liberally, not, he's not a stingy God. Some people think God's a stingy God. He's a liberal God, not liberal in conservative political values. <laughs> Understand here, I gotta be real careful with this crowd. I can get hung before noon. All right. <laughs> and without reproach, in other words, when God gives you wisdom, he never says, you know what, I wish I wouldn't have done that. And it will be given to them. Now let's look at a little bit. I wanna kind of dive into the idea of wisdom for a little bit, and I wanna give you some direction direction, the direction of wisdom, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 7. Trust in the Lord with half of your heart. 
What's it say? All of your heart. Well, why would I do that? Why don't I just give him half and I'll keep half? Now trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your what? Your own understanding. Have you ever noticed how there's something in you called, you know, you, that gut feeling? You ever had that gut feeling? You go like, how often is your gut feeling right? I've asked this question my whole life, and everybody I ask, they say at least 90% of the time. And most people, if you just push them, they'll say it's always right. And I say, how often do you follow your, your gut? About half the time. Now, that doesn't make sense, right? But I have a feeling that here's, here's my theory, okay? I'm going to say theory. My theory is your gut feeling is somehow a combination of the image of God in you and the conscience of God made, made by God in you. And so what we have in our gut feeling is really kind of a remnant of what man had originally in creation that was lost in sin that would be replaced by the word and by the spirit. So you don't stop functioning with that gut feeling, right? And we talk about the heart. You know, well, in my heart, it's kind of the same thing. In my heart, I don't feel good about or I feel good about that. So there's something, that way that God has created you that is a discerner of truth. And you want to be able to rely on that. So what I say is, well, how do I know what's true? Well, I, I say this. First thing I say is, does, what does the word of God say? You want to know what decisions to make or what's right? What does the word of God say? Does anything that you want to do violate the word of God? You can check that box. No, I'm good. Okay. Let's go to the next one. What does your gut say? Check that off. Okay. All right. What does wise and godly counsel tell you? These are not the people in your life that will tell you everything. I know people, if you tell them an idea, they go, that's great. I think you should do it. It might be the dumbest idea in the world, but they, you know, idea in the world, but they just want to support you. Those are not wise counselors. Those are people you go camping with. Amen? Those are not people that you go like, hey, I'm trying to make a big life-changing decision. Will you give me some guidance, some wisdom here? These are people that can look you in the guy, go, I and go, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my life but I'll brainstorm with you some better ideas. That's what you want in your life, amen? Okay, so now you've got wise counsel. Now you go to prayer. Now, if you only rely on prayer, most of the time you will make a mistake because prayer is not designed to be the discerner of truth. The Spirit of God is and the Word of God. Wise counsel. If you put all these things together, what you're going to do is you're going to find out that God is working in your life. Now, there's one last thing, and that is, is this consistent with the way that God works in my world? Does, in other words, does this decision I'm making, does it conform to the nature and the character of God himself? This is a really important thing. Because you might say, hey, God, I was praying about it and felt really good about it. I've had the craziest things that people told me that they were praying about and God told them to do it. I mean, it just, it's bizarre. I go, well, that's dumb. I mean, I, sometimes, and guys are the best at this. Amen, guys? You know, you'll ask guys, they'll mess up somehow, and you go like, why'd you do that? And they'll go, I don't know. And they're being honest. They're not lying to you at all. They're just being completely honest. I don't know why I did it, you know? And what you want to do is you want to keep pressing into God. Because you want to get the wisdom of God. You should, be war you should be wiser today than you were last month. Because God says, I'm going to give you all the wisdom you want. It's free. 
Look what it says. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. What does that mean? God, I thank you for my job. God, I thank you for my family. God, I thank you for my life. I thank you for my, my wealth or lack thereof. I thank you for everything, God, in all your ways. You say, can't say, well, God, I, I really love God, but I, I just, I don't know what God's up to over here. I just really can't thank him for that. Thank him in the struggle, and you'll find victory even in the struggle. If you don't thank him in the struggle, you'll never see victory in your life. Because what you'll do is you'll feel like a victim. And God never wants you to be a victim. He always wants you to be a victor. And you know, when you, if you're going to win a victory, that means you're going to be in a battle. And that means if you're in the battle, you have to wait till the outcome to find out how it works, right? Hey, guess what? We found out how the outcome came. Jesus already won the battle. We can enjoy the victory. We just, we just don't see all the fruit of it yet, but we will soon. All right. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. There it is. How do I know which way to go? God will direct my path. How will he do it? Sometimes it'll be that still, small voice. Sometimes it'll be somebody will give you wisdom. Sometimes it'll be the word of God. And look what it says. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Right? Fear the Lord and depart from evil. What does fear the Lord mean? It doesn't mean that I have this unhealthy, you know, kind of I'm afraid of God. It means I have the kind of respect that I know one day I stand before God to give an account. What do I say to God in this moment in my life? I want to I have a good report, amen? I don't want to go, God, I don't really know what to say. I'd really like to defer to somebody else in this moment because I don't know what to say. All right, let's go on. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7 and 9. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get, what does it say? You got, I, it's kind of, you're kind of weak today. Like, let's try it again. Therefore, get what? Wisdom. All right, let's try it one more time. Get what? Wisdom. So I got to get it. You're not born with it. I got to get it. You ever say, I got to get it? The other day I said, I got to go get a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> or, man, I'm hungry. I want a Chick-fil-A. I got to go get a Chick-fil-A. I can't sit in my office. I'm going to, I just want a Chick-fil-A. It's not going to fly in. I got to go get it. You got to go get some wisdom. You say, I need some wisdom. Go get it then. Get up off you know what and go get it. Amen. You got to get it. In God's kingdom, it's all about we are basically co-labors with God. God says, I'm going to empower you, but I want you to go get it. Go get wisdom. And in all you're getting, I like that. What are you doing? I'm, I'm getting I'm getting what? Understanding. Exalt her, what's that? Wisdom, and she will promote you. How you get a promotion in life? Wisdom. Wisdom. Well, I need a promotion to get some more wisdom. It may be in your present job, somebody wants to promote you, but you're not acting with wisdom. You're going through the motions, getting a paycheck. Act with wisdom. Wisdom might even tell you, this is not the right job, I need a different job. That's okay, but you're going to operate by wisdom. She will promote you. She will bring you what? Honor. A promotion and honor when you what? Embrace wisdom. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. Now, could, could the writer of Proverbs, who's particularly Solomon in this case, could he say any more clearly the importance of wisdom? Wisdom is the key. 
Now, let me show you the prosperity of wisdom. Wisdom also pays more dividends than that. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 7 through 10. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh, strength to your bones. Do you realize that it says that in wisdom, I can physically be healthier? Right? My bones and my flesh, there it is. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. So in other words, if I, if I take some things out, let's just say I choose to, to not be, I choose to be wise in my own eyes, I choose to not depart from evil, then I don't get the benefit of health to my flesh, strength to my bones. If I don't honor God with my possessions and the first fruits, that's your tithe, of your increase, my barns are going to be empty. And if my barns are empty, I'm going to sit around and complain about it. Right? Are you with me on this? This is how this works. This is what you do when you're a parent and you have a kid graduating from college or high school. You say, you need a J-O-B. Because I'm tired of fronting you. You need a J-O-B. You need to go out here and make a livelihood and make a good one so you can take care of me when I'm old. This is the way it all works, right? This is the cycle of life, right? Everything comes in paybacks. Have you ever noticed that? My mom used to say, I hope your children are as bad as you were because you need to be paid back for my experience. I said, Mom, did you whip me much? She said, every day and it wasn't enough. Now, maybe you can relate to that. It's probably true, but, you know, here we are. All right, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 18. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant. Now, this is really fascinating. God says, when you honor me, I'm going to bless you, and when you're blessed, what I want you to do is honor me back. And this is how the covenant, this is how our arrangement in the kingdom of God works. So it works like this. I love the Lord my God. God blesses me. I tend to go through this cycle of like, I kind of forget the Lord for a little while. I go away from the Lord. He corrects me, and I come back to the Lord again, and he blesses me. You see, that cycle is a cycle of the Bible. If you read about the nation of Israel, this is what they went through. God blessed them. They forgot God. God corrected them. They, God blessed them, they, and they go through this cycle. What you want to do is you want to stop the cycle. You want to say, look, I want to go from blessing to blessing, from glory to glory, from honor to honor. I want to be closer to God today than I was yesterday. I want to be a better leader. I want to be a better husband, a better wife. I want to be a, a better teacher, a better employee. I want to be better at everything I do because this is the kingdom calling on my life. And I do it in the strength of the Lord. Whatever I do in, in word or deed, I do under the Lord, glory of God, the Bible says. You see, wisdom is linked to prosperity. Have you, you know, it's, I love Proverbs. It's just so basic. It, it, there's this one verse, I don't have it completely memorized, but I think I've got enough to share it with you. It says, consider the ant. Without a supervisor, it works all day long. I, I read that verse one time, and I was sitting outside in the backyard, and I looked, and an ant came by. <laughs> and I thought to myself, I've never seen an ant take a break. You ever seen an ant just kind of laying back, you know, got a leg over Man, I've been pulling flies and bugs all day long. I'm so sick of it. I've been digging dirt. I got a pile there. I'm just, I'm fed up. I have never seen an ant take a break. 
This is how, how basic Proverbs is. Consider the ant, O sluggard. In other words, if you look at how an ant works, it never stops. It always is working. It's all, you say, what about work-life balance? Forget a work-life balance. That doesn't exist. That was only designed to sell books. Work-life balance means you're probably going to get fired. You're going to lose your purpose and desire in life. That's all it means. All right? People are going, I don't agree. I made my whole living on that. All right, well, good. You see, so why is it that the ant succeeds? In other words, success is prosperity, right? It is because it is linked to wisdom. The Bible says, consider the day of your planting, that you plant your crops so that you plant them in the right season so they produce a crop. Diversify your crops, the Bible says, so that in case one fails, you have another. In other words, always have multiple streams of income in your life. This is what Proverbs teaches. This is wisdom. You see, wisdom in the Word of God, when you start to extract it, it's amazing what you can find and what God teaches. Also, prosperity is tied to purpose. You will prosper in the things that is designed around your purpose. You will be most successful in the job that is most aligned with who you are and what you're designed to do in life. If you're doing a job that you don't love, if you're doing a job you're not skilled at, but you're only doing it for the paycheck and the pension, you will never prosper in it. You might have a lot of money, but you won't prosper. Getting awful quiet in here today. I don't know whether I'm, this is good or it's just not good, all right? All right. Now let me show you the power of wisdom. The power of wisdom. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24 and 25. Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Do you realize when you get wisdom, when you get Christ, you get wisdom? Christ in you. You see, when you come to faith in Jesus Christ, you say, how do I do that? Well, you come to faith in Jesus Christ by believing that Jesus died on the cross, was buried, and rose from the dead. And when you put your faith in him, and I really trust him, I come to the, into this relationship with God whereby I am his son or his daughter, and he transforms me from the inside out. By his spirit. So what does that mean? That means when I am living my life for God, I have Christ in me, and that means the wisdom of God is where? In me. I just got to let that out and quit trying to block it because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. 1 Corinthians 2. We speak wisdom among those who are mature. You see, if you don't have a certain level of maturity, when we talk about wisdom, it goes over your head. See, yeah, 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 I don't know about all that. Because, because here's what it says. Yet not the wisdom of this age, nor the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Do you realize the mystery of the wisdom of God was something for your glory? This doesn't say God's glory in this moment. This says your glory that God has designed you for glory in eternity. And the wisdom that you take in now is going to benefit you not only here and now, but then and there. He says he's designed it. Look what it says. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. See, they couldn't understand who is Jesus. 
And they said, let's get him out of here. Let's crucify him. They thought they could put an end to Jesus by killing him. But Jesus said, no man takes my life from me, but I give it freely. Think of that. You couldn't take, they could not have taken him unless he let them take him because he was giving himself as a sacrifice for you and the glory that is to come in the kingdom. It's pretty amazing, really. This is the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God is I look at the cross, I go, how could anybody let their son die on a cross? That's human wisdom. That's wisdom from below. Wisdom from above says, you know, there is no one who can satisfy the requirements of sin unless a perfect, sinless person dies for sin, and I will send my own son Jesus to do that for you. How much does God love us? Enough to die on a cross for us. It's how much he loves you. If he loved you when you were a sinner, Romans 5 says, how much more does he love you now as a son or a daughter of God? See, a lot of people say, well, I'm, yeah, I know I'm a Christian, but I've really messed up. He doesn't ever stop loving you. You might think he doesn't love you. He, he keeps loving you. You say, well, I feel bad. That's conviction. That's not guilt. To bring you back into that loving relationship where you enjoy all the benefits of God in every dimension. And I have to cultivate that relationship with God. I can't just say, well, I'm a Christian and not cultivate it. Imagine if you had a best friend you never talked to. Imagine if you had a best friend you knew nothing about. They wouldn't be much of a friend, would they? God wants you to say, I want you to read about me and know about me. I want you to talk to me on a regular basis. I want you to understand your purpose in life, and I want you to let me bless you in all things. Amen? All right, let's stand together. I want to pray for you and with you. Right now, I, I want everyone in this room to just ask God for wisdom. Personally, individually, just say, God, give me wisdom. Without any, without any limitations, I need the wisdom of God in my life. It might be that you need the wisdom in dealing with a relationship that maybe has gone south. You need wisdom to know what to do in your job. You need wisdom in your life in dealing with children. Some of you are at a critical decision point in things in your life, and you don't know what to do. That's okay. You don't know what to do. But God can give you the answer right now. God, I need wisdom in knowing what to do. And just, and just let God speak. Just Holy Spirit, speak to me now. Show me what to do in this situation. Typically, the first thing God shows you is going to be the answer. If you overthink it, you'll fall back into the wrong decision. When you feel the inspiration of God, that means the breath of the Spirit, that's typically God saying in a still small voice, this is what I have for you. Now act on it. Act on it. Act on it. Don't act on it, however, without going through those things that I talked to you about earlier. Godly counsel, the Word of God, prayer, what does your gut tell you, and is this the way God consistently works in my world? Put all those together. You say, I think this is what God wants me to do. Run it through that system, that structure, and God will bring you out on the other side with great wisdom. Amen? All right, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift you up. We praise you. We thank you that the cross is the wisdom of God and the power of God. 
And God, as we sing and as we worship here in this last song, we want to just uh, just acknowledge you as that. We want to give you glory. We want to give you thanks. God, I, I want there just to be transformed lives in this place. Father, I'm sure some people today have called on the name of the Lord. They said, I, I just... I want to be saved today. If that's your desire, just repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you died on a cross. You rose from the dead to give me life. And I receive you right now as my Lord and my Savior. If that was your prayer, just slip your hand up right now, anywhere. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? God bless you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you.